0: Our scripture lesson today is from Acts chapter 2, verses 43 through 47. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Loving and gracious Lord, our God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you today. Hide me behind the cross of Jesus Christ so that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone will be seen. In his name I pray with thanksgiving, amen. So today, we continue our sermon series stewardship campaign, All In. And uh, this morning, we're going to preach from the topic, No Strings Attached. No Strings Attached. You're very familiar, many of you Bible students are familiar with this text that was read in your hearing. From the Acts of the Apostle, let me take us back just a few chapters. Uh, You know that on uh, the day of Pentecost, the apostles plus 100 in addition to others were in the upper room. They were being obedient to that that Jesus Christ had shared with them on the day that he ascended to heaven. He said, I need you to go to Jerusalem and just wait for the promise. The promise was the the giving of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and so they were obedient. And on this particular day of Pentecost, sure enough, while they're in the upper room, the Holy Spirit shows up, and it's the tongues of fire, and there's a wind, and you know from the Old Testament that fire was a sign of God's presence, wind was a sign of the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter 2, we see that each and every person in that upper room, each and every follower of Jesus Christ now receives the Holy Spirit. And um, and they began to speak in languages that they have not learned. And this is the interesting thing about speaking in a foreign language that they did not learn. There's a difference between what they were doing and what we sometimes call speaking in tongues in the life of the church today. Generally, in the life of the church today, when people are speaking in tongues, um, Paul is very clear. There needs to be someone who can interpret what you're saying, because if they cannot interpret it, then you and God should have. That conversation on your own because you should not bring about confusion within the life of the congregation. On the day of Pentecost, uh, the apostles are speaking in languages that the pilgrims who've traveled to Jerusalem are able to understand, And, and they're just amazed because, see, what they're talking about is this awesome. God who has given his son, Jesus Christ. And so Peter says to them, let me just share with you, we're not drunk. No, 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 it's not that we've had wine at nine o'clock in the morning, we're not drunk. We just want to share with you the good news. And so he proceeds to share with these religious people of faith who have followed Jewish laws all of their lives, that God has now come into their world Through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. These are religious people. These are people of faith. And yet God says, and yet Peter says to them, God has done a new thing. The Messiah that you've been looking for has come in the presence of Jesus the Christ. And notice what the response of these religious leaders are. If you were to continue to look at chapter 2, they asked a question, what must we do? People of faith. Recognizing that in their midst God is doing a new thing, and their question is, "What must we do?" And so Peter, in essence, says to them, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved." And so they do, and, there, and there's joy and there's celebration, and and now they become a part of this new community. I want to make a point here. The first point is, beloved, we can be followers of Jesus Christ. For five years, for 10 years, for 30 years, for 40 years. It doesn't matter how long we've been followers of Jesus Christ. What we must always be open to is the new thing God wants to reveal to us as a result of our relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, it's about a relationship, it's not about religion. Religion is, used, is to be used to draw us closer to the relationship. It's about a relationship. And, and during this uh, sermon series, stewardship campaign, we've talked about being all in. What does that mean? That means taking the time to re-examine our lives and asking ourselves the question, am I all in? Am I allowing Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life? Am I allowing Jesus Christ to be my savior. We said, when you say, I'm all in, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, we said, there would be risk. But the relationship with Jesus Christ is worth the risk. We said, when we say, I'm all in, Jesus Christ, I'm all in, I want you to be my savior and Lord, we recognize that he's given us gifts, spiritual gifts, that are to be used for the building up of the body of Jesus Christ. No, they're not, they're not to be kept to ourselves. No, they're to be given, and what we discover is And I would suggest to you, it's not just me, but as theologian um, Willie Jennings has said in his commentary on the book of Acts, when we look at this passage that was read in your hearing today, really what we see is what the community of faith is to model after, is to look like. Let's take a look at this. We are reminded, first of all, that they came together together. It was a community of people who saw one another. They knew one another. How easy it is for us to become members of a congregation, and we only knew a chosen few. We don't take the time to get to know everybody. I would suggest to you, Evangel Heights Church family and friends, we, we are of the size that we can get to know everybody. Also, what we know, not only did they see one another, but they came together and they broke bread together. They practiced radical hospitality. See, they they didn't hold out. They practiced radical hospitality. They made sure that those new converts were welcomed. They were welcomed. Not only did they practice radical hospitality, but I would suggest to you, because they also studied the word, is that not what the text said? They were participating in what we would call intentional faith development. Let me just say this to you. It doesn't matter if you've been a follower of Jesus Christ for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, or 30 years. No one graduates from studying God's word. The day we choose to stop studying God's word, the day we choose to stop applying God's word, that's the day that we stop growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So they, they broke bread together. They, they shared together. They ate together, that wonderful fellowship. But they also studied together intentional faith development. The other thing that they did was that they recognized, excuse me please, they recognized the need to build up one another. Go to the next slide please. They praised God and they enjoyed the favor of all the people. They took time to practice Extravagant worship. I, let me just say this to you. You may have learned this or not, but what I've discovered is there is no substitute for worship. Private worship, public worship. Coming together to worship with my brothers and my sisters, there's nothing that will compare to it. When I see, when I, where, where are you? When I see Helen come with her grandchildren, I celebrate that. When I see where, where is she? I, I saw her early. When I see Marilyn in the back, I, I celebrate that. When, when I, Watch out. She's called, I'm starting to call names. Beware. When I see you, it builds me up and it strengthens me as together we worship God. And then when I go home and I practice private worship, it builds me up and it strengthens my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. This last verse I want to draw your attention to because you see it says they they enjoyed the favor of all the people. Now let me just share this with you. Not only did they enjoy being together, but they also went out into the larger community sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. They enjoyed the favor of all the people. How do you you experience the favor of all the people? They lived out their faith. And the larger community saw that this relationship with Jesus Christ had an impact on the way those people spoke, on the way those people acted. And because of that, I would suggest to you as that Larger community saw them living out their faith, sharing their spiritual gifts. The larger community said, I I want to be a part of that community. Yes. Are we all in? That's the question for us. Are we all in Will we commit our lives afresh, anew, to the lordship of Jesus Christ? You see, they were all in. They they did not do what some Christians do in the United States. They say, okay, I'm going to give you this much of me and my life. Sunday morning, two hours, that's it, Lord. That's enough. Okay, I'll throw in Wednesday morning for Bible study. All right. I'll include Abigail. Okay. No, they were all in. And because they were all in, the larger community saw a difference in their lives. And the Lord added daily to the number of that community of faith because the members of that community, they were contagious. They were contagious. Their faith, was contagious. Oh, that sounds so good, don't you think? I want to go back to that section that talks about the followers sharing what they had with others. Sometimes we focus just on the distribution of goods. I would suggest to you that's a byproduct of what really happened. What really happened is that they saw one another, and they saw the needs of the other. They knew them well enough that they knew what their needs were, and they were willing to meet their needs. Evangel Heights Church family and friends, I'm really excited. Not only about serving as your pastor, more importantly, I'm excited about what God has in store for us as a community of faith. What I know is that what will be required of you and of me in order for us to experience all that God has in store for us we'll have to be all in (laughs) no holding back the songwriter said it this way all to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give. Well, our musician, Katie, plays that song softly. I'm just going to ask you to just have a conversation with the Lord. What will it mean for you to surrender all? What has he been talking to you about? What, What has he been Challenging you with? What has he revealed to you that is really taking priorities that he's not asked you to prioritize? I know that some of you, some in this sanctuary, even those who may be watching online, you may be really scared. It's like, well, what will it mean if... Oh, beloved, what will it mean if you don't? Oh, Lord, you make life worth living. And you've called your church to be your change agent in the world. You've called us to to speak and to act like Jesus. You've called us. To be Jesus Christ incarnate in our homes, in the workplace, even at school, wherever we go to recreate. You've called us to be Jesus Christ in the flesh. Help us to say yes. Help us to say, I'm all in, not just with our lips. But with our lifestyles, we bless you. We thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.